2: This is episode number Sweet Sixteen of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your festive host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with three small tales of Scrooge-like behavior. That's right. Today you will be visited by three scumbags. Actually, it'll be seven scumbags and three separate stories, but whatever. How you doing out there? I hope everyone is filled with holiday cheer. I actually had a different episode slated to come out on this the 20th of December. I then realized this would be the last episode before Christmas. It just kind of crept up on me and I decided I had to whip up a festive special. So whoop, here it is. Mmm, you ever get those festive specials from Swiss Chalet? Delicious. No food involved in these tales today, unfortunately. I don't know what it is, but crimes involving food for me always really hit the spot. A couple things before we walk into this winter wonderland. I now have a Facebook group for Excuse Me, That's Illegal. It's a private group, so come get in there if that tickles your fancy. Don't know what it'll be like. Should be fun, though. There's a lot of cool cats and kittens listening to the show, so no doubt it'll be a good time. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm sure it won't be that hard to find. Also, I was recently on an episode of the hit podcast Once Upon a Crime. My pal Esther had me on, and we talked about strange crimes from 2020. I think I even got a couple show ideas out of it, too. Esther and I always have a good time. It was a lot of fun. I will put a link to that episode in the show notes as well. So check it out if you'd like, and then maybe binge her entire catalog. I'm sure you'll enjoy it as much as I do. Okay, I have a couple jokes to kick things off, then we'll get into it. The first one comes from Andy from Venezuela. She literally sent me this one about 10 minutes ago on Instagram. Feel free to send me jokes anytime. They don't always have to be with an iTunes review. They're always appreciated. Anyways, Andy says, I once knew a guy who dipped his balls in glitter. Pretty nuts, right? Ho oh, ho. That's good stuff. And I also have a Christmas joke. I've known this one for years, and it's perfect for this time of year. Why does Santa always have a full sack? Cause he only comes once a year. <laughs> you know what that sound means? Let's cruise these snowy streets as I serenade you with three tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry my friends, I promise to have you back home before your piping hot cup of cocoa gets cold. Episode number 16, Softcore Scrooges. I don't have very many Christmas traditions I've kept up with over the years. One that has stuck with me into adulthood, though, is watching my favorite Christmas movies Home Alone 1 and 2. The best. Don't even try to mention 3 and 4. In my mind, those don't exist. It has become even easier to keep up with this tradition now that my two boys are getting older. They're 6 and 4. And they love them some Kevin McAllister. They have a lot in common with the little dude. Clever, mischievous little shits. I think that's the appeal. Kevin's great, but I've always had a love for the bad guys Harry and Marv, the wet bandits. There's no denying it, they are a couple of Scrooges, but there's something lovable about those schmucks. Do the Scrooges in today's episode possess those same lovable qualities? I'll let you be the judge. Okay. For our first story, we are headed to Lake Wales, which is a city located in Polk County, Florida. So yeah, we're in central Florida for this one. It's been a while, so let's check in with our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com for more on Lake Wales. It rates a 20 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 20% of U.S. cities, so not great, but we'll take it. The date is December 16th, 2014. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And where does everyone like to go get their shopping done? Walmart, of course. I worked at a Walmart back in 2001, and yeah, it gets pretty busy this time of year, as I'm sure you all know. In this wonderful Walmart establishment, we're going to follow a couple of gentlemen via the store surveillance footage. These two buds doing a little shopping together are Taurus Scott and Gennard Dupree. Taurus has just recently been released from prison at this point, having served 10 years for armed robbery. Damn! And Gennard is also said to have a criminal background. Taurus is only 30, so he spent his 20s, basically his whole adult life, thus far behind bars. But hey, these gentlemen have paid their debts to society. They're free men, so let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. After all, it's the holiday season. Did it. You're lucky I don't know too many words to these (laughs) Christmas songs. These dudes are filling their cart with some big ticket items. What do we have here? A Barbie glam vacation house, a leapfrog tablet, and a pow pow power wheels Barbie car. Nice. So with a cart that is fully loaded, they make their way towards the front of the store. They separate and, oh no, Gennard clutches his chest and gingerly falls to the ground. Oh my goodness, he appears to be suffering from an extremely mild heart attack. Sure, he's only 27 and looks to be in good health, but these things do happen. Okay, I'll cut the crap here. Obviously, these guys are up to no good, or I wouldn't be discussing it. So, Gennard isn't winning an Academy Award here with this performance. CNN did an interview with Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, and here's his thoughts. He didn't even really do a good job of faking the heart attack. Thanks, Sheriff. But eventually, Gennard does get the attention of a shopper who tries to get some help. Some more good Samaritans crowd around Gennard, and this creates enough of a diversion for his boy Taurus to casually slip out the front door with the unpurchased cart full of goodies. Once Gennard realizes his buddy is in the clear, he slowly gets up to his feet, making a shockingly quick recovery. Let's hear more from the sheriff. Grady Judd quote, Miracles occur around Christmas. His heart was all better and he strolled out. End quote. Ah, yes, a Christmas miracle. Perhaps he just had some bad indigestion. It's funny, on the surveillance camera as he exits, Gennard is still committed. His face looks like he is in some serious pain. He's got one hand on his chest and the other one he's using to keep his jeans from falling down. This diversion tactic is nothing new. It's been done before and probably much more convincingly. These guys would have had a better shot of getting away with this if they had just walked out the door. It was the poor acting and fake heart attack that caused Walmart security to analyze the footage. They rewound the tapes and saw the two men together and watched the whole scheme unfold. Yeah, the heart attack was a poor choice on their part. Slipping and falling probably would have made more sense. A heart attack, you got to be pretty committed and wait for paramedics to arrive and all that if you're going to fully commit. A slip would create attention, but is something you could much more realistically recover from in a short period of time. They might not even check the footage then. That is, as long as you don't threaten to sue the store. Taurus and Gennard met up in the parking lot afterwards and made what they thought was a clean getaway. When asked about their getaway vehicle, Sheriff Grady Judd confirmed what we all were dying to know. It was not the pink Barbie car. I mean, that was not very manly manly. <laughs> Love it. It was in fact a silver SUV that they were driving. After confirming the theft, it wasn't hard to track these goons down. They had lots of video, and both men having the extensive criminal records made it a breeze. They were taken in on charges of grand theft. The sheriff didn't have much sympathy, saying, Guess what? We wish them a Merry Christmas from our county jail. Okay, a couple takeaways from this. Do not cause a big scene when trying to steal, because they will check the footage and you'll be caught. At least don't walk around with your accomplice in the store, Makes you think, if those guys went in separately and did their thang, they probably wouldn't have been linked together and would have pulled this heist off. Although the sheriff isn't sympathetic to these men, I'm seeing some progress from Taurus. I mean, this guy spent the entirety of his 20s behind bars. That's rough. I feel like your 20s are the best years of your life, physically. And I know it wasn't until I was around 30 where I started to finally buckle down and start maturing. I had some good times in my 20s, that's for damn sure. I can't imagine having been locked up that entire time. Taurus was in the slammer for armed robbery. Sure, he stole yet again here, and that's a concerning pattern, but he didn't use a weapon. No one was hurt or traumatized from the event, and he was stealing items that were probably not for himself. I would imagine they were for a little girl, so I still hold out hope for these gentlemen. On a scale of scrooginess, 10 being a complete asshole and 1 being lovable schmucks like my boys Harry and Marv, I'm going to give these guys a five. Smack dab in the middle. They tried to get some toys for a young lady. They also added a little artistic flair with the fake heart attack. They used the distraction tactic, and they didn't target a little mom and pop shop. I mean, they stole from Walmart. That ain't going to make a dent in their profits. They are habitual thieves, however, and it was pretty poorly executed. And just like that, we move our jingle bells over to story number two. We are headed to South Johnstone, which is a small rural town located about six miles southwest of Innisfail. It's in North Queensland, Australia, mates. According to a 2016 census, the population of South Johnstone was 413. Yeah, very small town. Not exactly a bustling metropolis. Yet here we are. Crime does not discriminate. It's early Sunday morning, January 5th, 2014. When I say early Sunday morning, I mean super early. It's around 1am, so if you're a party animal like myself, you'd still consider this Saturday night, baby. Let's get right into it with a quote from Senior Constable Megan Denning. One of the residents woke up to a couple of females in his neighbor's yard stealing solar lights. The only description he was able to give was young females wearing bikinis, quote. Awesome. These ladies took more than 30 solar Christmas lights from a couple different homes before a neighbor heard the ruckus and ended up chasing them away. Let's hear more about the action from an Innisfail police spokeswoman. The victim's neighbor woke up about 1 a.m. to dogs barking and saw them in the front yard. He yelled out and that's when they ran off. They were spotted running off across the football oval, End quote. A neighbor gave chase for a while, but what's he really going to do? It was supposedly four young ladies. They were all wearing bikinis on a Saturday night stealing Christmas lights. Slightly annoying, but harmless fun. As a man, you can't be out there tackling bikini-clad women out there in the dark. It's not a good look. This is kind of like the gnome episode we just covered, but with a nice twist. You know how small towns are. Especially for young people, you got to get creative. Make your own entertainment. These ladies probably had a few drinks before pulling off this caper. Constable Megan Denning said, quote, It's definitely the first one that I've come across where this is the only description we have. But I guess it's the type of description that someone might know. End quote. It was all men who were the witnesses, and I can't think of a better way to distract a dude in the small town at 1 a.m. than to be a pretty young woman running around half naked. Police investigated the incident further, but came up empty. These ladies are still at large. I know I'll be looking out my window tonight. Oh, so desperately hoping to catch a glimpse of these bikini bandits. Maybe it's not as crazy as I'm picturing it. Living in Canada, there's snow on the ground. It's pretty damn cold, so this sounds really wild to me. It's mid-December right now, and tonight at 1am in that area of Australia, it's going to be 19 degrees Celsius. That's 66 degrees Fahrenheit. So maybe not exactly bikini weather, but a decent temperature nonetheless. These ladies, like the gentleman in our previous story, used the art of distraction, but in this case they were extremely effective. It's always a great idea to wear something distracting to take away from your actual features. If I robbed a bank right now and wore cowboy boots with a cowboy hat and buttless chaps, eyewitnesses are going to use that ridiculous outfit to describe me and it'll hopefully take away from other identifying features. Like my height, hair, eyes, etc. The only thing the witnesses could say about these young ladies is they were wearing bikinis. As soon as they are back in their regular attire, boom, the police have nothing to work with. I'm going to give these ladies a 1.5 on the Scrooge scale. I loved it. They were original, stole items of little value, and gave these small town folk something to talk about over coffee at the local diner. Well done, Bikini Bandits. Well done. Let's head on over to our final story. So far we have registered a 5 and a 1.5 on our official Scrooge scale. Some petty thievery going on, but the perpetrators were pretty likable. Let's see if we can find a real mean one. A Mr. Grinch for our final feature. I'm not really one for disclaimers. I guess there's one at the beginning of the show, but that's just a bit of a joke. I want to warn anybody listening with young children around. You may not want them to hear this next story. You've been warned. We're going to Canada for this one, where all the bad boys are. Canada has a reputation for having a bunch of really nice people. I've lived here my whole life, and trust me, there's some douchebags here. Don't you worry. When we're not watching hockey or drinking some coffee at the local Tim Hortons, we can get into some real trouble, eh? This incident takes place in Kingston, Ontario, a couple of hours away from me. Kingston used to have some pretty badass people. It was home to the Kingston Penn. Canada's most notorious prison. Some notable inmates were Paul Bernardo, Clifford Olson, and the Colonel, Russell Williams to name a few. I won't get into these guys' crimes because this ain't that kind of podcast, but if you are a true crime buff, those names might ring a bell. The Kingston Pen closed back in September of 2013. They still do tours there. I want to go check it out sometime. It's definitely on my non-existent bucket list. But getting back to our story... It's Saturday, November 17th, 2012. So a year before the Kingston Pen shut down. And we're at the Santa Claus Parade. It doesn't get any more wholesome than that. The parade is in full swing, so have some cocoa, plop yourself down on your favorite lawn chair with a nice warm blanket and enjoy the show. The floats are whizzing by. Kids cheering and handing out candy canes. What's that, the girl guides? Boy Scouts? Ah, It doesn't get any better than this. Families are cheering and just having a dandy time, watching the floats pass by on Princess Street on this brisk Saturday evening. It's a little chilly, but those happy faces really warm you up. Everyone's so happy. Except, hey, who's this guy? There's a man, looks to be in his mid-twenties, stumbling down the street. He's clearly intoxicated, and witnesses would later say this dude had his hair gelled into two devil horns at the front of his head. This guy's a real piece of work. The National Post actually did an interview with Kingston Police Media Relations Officer Constable Steve Koopman. That's a mouthful. So I'm going to let Steve do the honors and tell us what happened next. Constable Steve quote, Oh yeah, about halfway through, I heard a call over the radio in my earpiece that a citizen reported a male was going around up the sidewalk of Princess Street, our main thoroughfare in the downtown, shouting some obscenities but also trying to inform children around him or nearby him, the Santa Claus was not real, end quote. What a jerk. This guy's staggering down the street, cursing and telling young children that Santa does not exist. Not cool. And not true. Utter blasphemy. This was a large parade. There were 20 police officers present, along with roughly 20 volunteers and 20 police foundation students. So it didn't take long for the police to catch up with this bag of douche a couple of blocks away. Constable Steve, quote, He was charged with two criminal counts, causing a disturbance by being drunk, which is a more minor criminal charge. And then we charged him with a breach of probation, since he was on probation at the time. He was also charged with public intoxication, end quote. I'm completely on board with these charges. The police received some backlash for this. I'm not sure from who most likely dumbass frat boy types, saying he shouldn't be arrested for spouting facts. It was clearly more complicated than that. The guy was on probation, intoxicated, and creeping everyone out. Those are basically the reasons for his arrest. The National Post article is titled, Why We Arrested a Man After He Told Kids Santa Claus Wasn't Real. I thought the officer did a good job of clearing the air. Constable Steve was then asked, So there's no charge for crushing children's dreams? He replied, Unfortunately not. Some people have been saying, We didn't know police arrested people for telling the truth. Some of us may disagree with that. In all honesty, he was disturbing people there on the thoroughfare. He was disturbing the families. Obviously disturbing the children. We felt it was very necessary to take him off the street. And the charges were warranted. He later went on to say, We're not trying to be the morality police or the ethics police. At the end of the day... We were all just wanting to have a wonderful and enjoyable parade, eh? Which it was. It was one of the largest attendance we've had for Kingston. 25,000 people. We didn't let the Grinch get us down, end quote. You tell him, Stevo. Sorry, I don't know why I'm trying to do a Canadian accent for this guy. <laughs> I am Canadian, so I don't even know why I'm changing my voice. The 24-year-old Grinch spent the night in jail sobering up and was released on bail the next morning on the condition that he stayed away from alcohol. Police refused to give out the identity of this piece of shit. I have no idea why. They are far too kind, in my opinion. I think this guy gets a solid 8 on the Scrooge scale. A heartless son of a gun. He was drunk and didn't physically harm anyone. Otherwise, he would have received a higher rating. He's lucky an angry parent didn't punch him out. I'm surprised they didn't, to be honest. I know if I was there, I would have knocked his teeth out. Just kidding, I'm no tough guy. but you can bet your bottom dollar, I would have went, and gave him an extremely dirty look. And on that tough guy note, we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 16, Softcore Scrooges. I hope you enjoyed this holiday offering. Lots of coal in those stockings. As usual, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing the sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for so flawlessly editing this episode. Okay, you know what time it is. It's time for another edition of Let's Get Criminal, Criminal, I Wanna Get Criminal.
3: Hi, Leroy. So, my name's Marie, and I'm from the UK. Um, A bit more up north from the dude from London. So my story is fantastic. It's getting caught shoplifting from Tesco's when I'm with my mum. So I've got my own house and I'd gone with my mum to do my weekly big shop um, to a big supermarket. Um, Basically, I'd been working nights, so I was quite hungry. So as I was going round, their hot counter, I'd got two pieces of chicken from there and they were priced at like 50 pence each. So I had one, I gave one to my mum and kind of hid the wrapper as I was walking around the supermarket. Didn't really think it was that much of a big deal, but anyway, I digress. So when I paid for my shopping, which came to like about £90, I was walking out with my mum and we had a full wall of, of security at the entrance and me and my mum looked at each other and thought we were about to like watch someone get done for shoplifting. Yeah, it was us. They walked towards us as if we tried walking out with the full trolley of food. We got marched to a back room through the supermarket with literally, there was about 10 security guards there. When we got into the back, my mum was absolutely crapping her pants. She was just like, oh my God, what have you done? I was just like, this cannot be over the chicken. Anyways, talk about good cop, bad cop. We had two security officers in there with us. One was shouting and bawling about how disgusting it is that we would shoplift from a Tesco, while the other one was saying just, like, why didn't you pay for it? It took me a while to cut on to just come out and say, are you actually talking about the chicken? At this point, Mr. Bad Cop pulled out the wrapper and slammed it on the table as if it was a kilo of coke. And he's like, we've caught your bank to rights. We're now checking all your shopping to make sure that you've paid for everything, which we had. At what point, he, my mum was just like, yeah, this is ridiculous, so just let us out. The guy turned around and says, if I let you out, I'm going to ring the police. And I just looked at him deadpan and slid my phone across the table and like, Please dial 999 and tell them someone has been shoplifting a pound's worth of chicken. Anyway, long story short, everything was kosher with obviously the rest of the shopping. We got let go, marched back to the front door by his wall of security, and got a nice 12 month ban from Tesco's over uh, 250 pence pieces of chicken. Whilst doing a £90 shop. I don't know why I didn't pay for it. It was just one of them moments. Full shop. Piece of chicken for free, right? Apparently not. But talk about overkill. It was the funniest thing that's ever happened in my life. Still giggle about it now. Anyway, love the podcast, Leroy. Keep it up. Bye.
2: Thanks, Marie. Hilarious. Man, I really love the UK accents. Hey, you get no judgment from me. I once forgot to pay for a case of Coke that I had underneath my shopping cart. Got outside, realized I hadn't paid for it, and thought, well, it's too late now. That kind of turned into an addiction for me. I figured, well, that was pretty easy. And on a few more occasions, I've forgot my soda pop at the bottom of the cart. If my luck ever runs out, I figure I'll just play dumb. It's foolproof. I like how Marie pulled off this heist with her mum right there with her. Extra points for that. Security guards who take the job too seriously always make me laugh. Fantastic stuff. There's been lots of stories coming in from you guys. I'm so happy about that. Keep them coming. I really enjoy this part of the show. One more thing before we get out of here. I have a promo to play for a new podcast called Funtime Horror Show. My buddy Tommy hosts it. He's a great guy, and we've been chatting back and forth quite a bit. I'd appreciate it if you guys gave him a shot. We all know how many true crime pods are out there right now, and it really makes it tough to get noticed these days. Funtime Horror Show is a true crime podcast, but they really mix it up. The most recent episode I listened to, Tommy and Lucas interviewed Reverend Martin, who is a real-life exorcist and demonologist. So pretty cool stuff. Anyways, I'll let Tommy tell you all about his show in a moment. As for me, I'll be right back at you on December 30th. One last time before we rid ourselves of this terrible year that is 2020. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everyone. All right, take it away, Tommy.
4: Welcome to the Fun Time Horror Show. I'm your host, Tommy Bell. Don't let the name deceive you as nothing about our stories are much fun. In this podcast, we'll discuss true-life horrors across the board. This show should be a good mix of stories covering true crime, haunted houses, cannibals, serial killers, cults. It doesn't really matter to us. If you like the macabre, horror, violence, general grossness, well, this is your show. We also refuse to stick to a format as to keep things feeling fresh and interesting. The plan is to release one new episode every two weeks, so we hope to see you then. Remember, that's the Fun Time Horror Show. No kids allowed, and listener discretion is extremely advised.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator